Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. I'm Frank Days. I'm joined today by Roland Smart, the author of The Agile Marketer and co-host of today's podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Roland. Hey, Frank. Today, we're going to be talking with Andy Kling of Havas Edge. Andy's a, an experienced marketer working in an agency environment. He's a group director and manages a number of accounts for Havas. He also has over 17 years experience working with business-to-business and business-to-consumer accounts. I'm excited to talk with Andy today about how they're using Agile in their agency environment and what the implications are. So without further ado, welcome, Andy. Thanks, Frank. Hi, Roland. Hey, welcome to the show. First question of the day is a simple question. How did you guys come to Agile? I was working at Fidelity eBusiness in their Fidelity Labs. And the purpose there was to concept and develop with Web 2.0 concepts and principles. And so new products, applications, user experience, workflow management, and development process were all on the table. And so the entire team was Agile certified by the Scrum Alliance. Can you uh, share just a little information on how you worked with the Agile Scrum Alliance so that our listeners know more about that group? Yeah, they actually came in and did an on-site training for us where literally the entire team, developers, user experience experts, content, project management, the business were all engaged from the outset, basically put through training. It was a a three-day training on how, on basically agile concepts and principles and how to then leverage that in what was traditionally, the idea was fidelity e-business and fidelity development process in in general was very waterfall in approach and so it was very sequential and so by training us in agile and getting us certified in agile the idea was like okay well if we're gonna do something new here in fidelity labs why don't we also look at how we're currently developing and try a different methodology so we literally got trained and uh, we're off to the races from that point on so let's talk before and after the process of getting trained and certified and everything. What was life like after and what were some of the positive and negative outcomes? All of us were new. We were all external contractors who were brought in to sort of, you know, really do a skunk works where we could try new things. Some of the things on the table that weren't really fidelity investments oriented at the time where we were looking at how do we develop financial search, much like a Yahoo or Google, but how do we make it focused on financial products? How do we do you know, how do we do sort of a guided mortgage experience where you're selecting parameters and finding ways to get served up a couple options that are more based upon your needs as a consumer and, and criteria set? I mean, so so the whole team sort of came in fresh. We, we weren't really bound by preconceived notions about how development was done. Clearly, the business was Fidelity, but we were being sponsored by them. So it was, it was you know, they were bought in at the very beginning. I think the biggest sort of where the rubber met the road issue was you still had this group who had a different perspective and a different methodology and a different workflow. Uh, and we were still using some of the same resources like risk and legal services that yeah. were, were still very traditionally waterfall. And so we're going from, uh, okay, let's iterate and, and, and figure out how to get this done quickly 
to suddenly we were having conversations about like, well, this is the way that we traditionally do it. And it was great. It, was, it, it forged a lot of dialogue at Fidelity and, and, and really pushed everyone there to sort of think differently about it, no matter what group they were in. Once we were able to get some buy-in, really helped, I think, evolve their thinking about what could be done and what timeframes things could get accomplished in and breaking things down to its basic components and, you know, what's the right time to get legal involved and can we get them involved earlier in the process so we can get buy-in earlier and avoid any missteps later. We may have hit some bumps, but it was largely the, the conversation and dialogue that happened really, I think, benefited not only us and, and our ability to get things done, but also the organization. So within Fidelity, I'm assuming based on your comments that it was a cross-functional team and that it was a team that was thinking about product, but was also marketing focused. Is, is that a fair, fair to say? It was, you know, sort of putting the consumer at the center of everything we were trying to do and trying to think about. So in that way, it was very marketing focused. It was, if I'm somebody, if I'm a standard consumer and I'm looking for a mortgage, what are my needs? What are the questions that I'm asking? Mm-hmm. And then how do we build products and services around that, that, that makes sense? Or if I'm a, a financial services professional, or I'm some, I'm interested in financial services, what kinds of, what, what are my needs as a user for search? Like, what am I, what do I really need to, what do I really need to know? What am I going to be looking for in a search query? How do I get the results that are most relevant to my search? So, well, so in that respect, it was very, very marketing and consumer focused. It's interesting as you describe that. I mean, it, you sound like, or what you're describing to me sounds a lot like not necessarily a growth team, but in a way, I, you're making me think of growth teams because there's a lot of questions today about where the growth team should live. Should it live with product management? Should it live with marketing? And the reality is, in most cases, in practice, it it actually sort of sits between those organizations. Mm-hmm. So th- this sort of leads to an interesting question about the methods that you use. And you, you talked about the Scrum Alliance, and um, Scrum is a particular agile method that tends to be used more by a product management team than by marketers. Marketers often find Scrum to be too prescriptive and too much overhead to work with. So I'm kind of curious, how did you get these this cross-functional team that included members from marketing and also folks that were more technical to sort of agree on adopting something like Scrum, which is kind of more prescriptive. It was about commitment. It was about being flexible. And really, it was about the principles of Agile, so communication and facilitating communication cross-functionally, the team, having everybody in the know, the, the sort of mindset of continual improvement and iteration and ultimately i think being adaptable that made it a success it for us it it wasn't really just about changing workflow or development it was about the way we work and interact and i mean i'll say the same thing for every agency that i've gone to where we've adopted it i mean i think it has a, a measurable impact on your culture where it's changing your mindset from hey this is these are the steps in getting something done to a more collaborative sort of like, okay, how can we get this done? And, and what are the different approaches to this? And, and then how can we sort of iterate along the way to get the best product out the door? Talk about agency environment. Maybe we could shift gears a little bit to where you're working today. One of the conversations I've had with the head of a B2B agency here in town, actually a former boss of yours, Andy, an early conversation I had with him about using Agile was around Agile 
some clients in startup or smaller organizations trying to use agile as a way to not make decisions or procrastinate or to exacerbate <laughs> some of the bad behaviors that maybe you can get into in a startup environment. But my cynical point of view was, I took a cynical point of view, which was, well, I mean, agile, agile goes against a lot of the deeply held beliefs of agency environments. And it really, you know, the agency business better than most people I know. It's a hard business to be in. You're pitching. Yep. The margins are not stellar. It's a people-oriented business, so you are related. You know, it's the performance is relative to the quality of the people you have. Mm -hmm. In the end of the day, how do you reconcile the need for specifications and deliverables and you know, creative briefs and quotes and all the things that are really traditional creative agencies work off of versus agile which really embraces the uncertainty and strives for greater performance through increased communication and iteration and all the good things you get from our that. agency is specifically focused on demand demand generation and direct right. response so fast feedback continual improvement rapid ad adaptation to change i mean that's that's the that's yeah. that's the recipe for success for any of our programs but i i mean i'll say for any agency i, I I think the initial impact or Im initial sort of pushback for any agency, the initial pushback was sort of the impact on the concept development, sort of like you were indicating. And yeah. there was a fear that it would, if we don't have time to really spend getting the creative beef right, getting the creative juices flowing. And I think the, the, the most interesting sort of perspective I've ever got what ever gotten was, well, you can't put creative in a box. There's no time limit <laughs> on creative, right? Like it's like it takes whatever time it takes to get it done. I'd say largely that, that I, I'd agree with that, but I'd also say that it's proven untrue. Like, you know, it actually facilitates creativity by generating a large number of ideas and moving past ones that don't play out well quickly. If you're going to fail, fail fast. You can identify what's going to right. fail or, or a concept that may not work as well as others very quickly. But you start very broad and big and you have a lot of concepts and then you whittle down to the few you like and then you, the, you move those forward. And you you still, know, yeah, and you still end up with the ultimate quote. And I'm trying to remember whose quote this is, not mine, is the great artists, all the great artists ultimately shipped. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I mean, I think also there was some fear here about using it in TV, create the TV creative production process. TV creative is very waterfall and it tends to be very prescriptive, but I think especially on the production side, right? Not necessarily on the concept development side, but you know, whether we're producing a 30 minute show for, for TV or a shorter format commercial, you know, it gives us a lot of flexibility in how we approach the story and the content that's coming together. So by using Agile, we're able to see a 30-minute show and the pieces and the components, you know, sort of laid out and laid out, and then mix and match them as we go to create a stronger story. So largely, from an agency standpoint, an agency environment, I think it, it works very well. Where I've seen the most challenges sort of go back to my Fidelity experience, where you know there are external factors where you have a heavy risk or regulatory environment where it's a more traditional enterprise organization with very prescriptive sort of here's the workflow management here's when risk gets involved and here's when legal or regulatory gets involved that's you know whether it's pharma insurance financial services some of our clients there it's been interesting in trying to get them to adopt some of the the, the principles and again you know using that fidelity 
investments experience where you know we we got legal and and risk involved earlier i've done the same thing with my clients we've had gsk legal show up at tv shoots where we're doing testimonials and getting approval then so being more organic and flexible has really helped our agency and and quite honestly get much better work that works better it's interesting the way that you, to hear you talk about agile in the context of an agency business it's almost like you're focusing agile on you know particular aspects of the project and other aspects of the project i would assume have to conform to agile and that i mean into a waterfall where i assume you have delivery deadlines and there's a lot of production around campaigns and i think even the idea of something being a campaign that has an endpoint in some ways, for some readers of a document like the Agile Marketing Manifesto, they would say, well, how does a campaign fit into this idea of Agile being focused on ongoing things that we're iterating on over time? So I'm wondering if you can sort of reconcile those two things for me, or how do you think about that? Why don't I use an exa- a current client that's an example? Why don't I use a current client as an example? Because um, that's, a, that's a really good question. And I think this is a telecommunications client that's high volume, direct mail, email, FSI. We're doing a lot of integrated dashboard development and analytics for them also. Um, but for DM alone, just to put it in perspective, they're mailing almost 200 million pieces of mail every year. That, that was the almost the total of everything dropped in 2015. They're mailing 13 million, almost 14 million pieces every month. So we're in a constant development state for new direct mail. And not only are we creating new direct mail, we're, we're also creating offer versions. So for the number of direct mail pieces that we have in creation, there can be up to 168 different <laughs> versions of that. So from from my standpoint, it's important to sort of tear down the wall. We've We've built a very compact team that's sole focus is on we come in, we, we know we need to iterate. We, we know what the, the next quarter is going to look like. How can we get as many pieces up on the wall? And how can we tie, you know, there's a brand platform. So how do they tie to that brand platform? And then what, what really works and what's really going to tie to that? And, and what do we execute? And, and we are doing that, you know, literally on a weekly and a daily basis where it's just a constant sort of like, okay, what do we have today that's successful? What do we want to move forward? And what do we need to get to execution? And at every single point along the way, whether it's concept development, whether it's actually executing the creative that's been concepted and approved by the client, or it's actually getting it out the door as a, as a mechanical, we're applying agile principles to make certain that not only is the creative going to successfully get into market and be able to be tested, but that it's also going out the, the door with a tight QA process and, and correct. If I can just add on, so, so in my book, I actually talk about an example of, of a campaign that I'm sure you're familiar with. That's a, it's an Old Spice campaign that features a guy named Isaiah Mustafa. And it's, it's a Wyden Kennedy project where they basically created I think it was three or four commercial spots. And folks from the agency had talked about that was the scope of the project. They did that and they delivered it. But then there was this just massive outpouring of social response particularly on Twitter, and some very famous celebrities started asking Isaiah Mustafa's character in in these ads questions on social. And Wyden Kennedy 
a very, very short period of time, basically started producing very short video responses that were really spots of their own. And they went from working in this, what I think of as more a waterfall approach, where it was a campaign that had a, you know, a, a distinct deliverable date that launched, to this agile mode where then they started producing these 15 or 30 second response pieces, like one of them a week or two of them a week, and they did that for months at, on end. So just thinking about that experience and that campaign, do you find yourself in your own work having opportunities to kind of switch between modes, or would you sort of say that you, you was it was agile from start to finish? We sort of built this specific team using agile as the foundation because for us it was it was important to be able to get data about how new direct mail is doing in the marketplace, be able to understand what was successful, and if it was, formulate some hypotheses about why it was successful. If it wasn't, formulate some hypotheses about why it wasn't, and then start to iterate anew based upon those results. So being in sort of a continual state of trying to beat a control and improve your results, I, th I think driving that kind of mentality through your organization and trying to find ways to build a team around that really only drives sort of a process of continual improvement, to your point. I think we have teams here who are 100% um, agile, and we have teams here who are hybrids, and it really is based upon the client and the client needs and the level of, you know, sort of involvement or the type of organization the client is, right? So because we're direct response and demand generation, most of what we do is all about seeing results in the marketplace trying to formulate hypotheses and then creating new content to test those hypotheses and see if we can drive better success. But we have clients who have a variety, we have pharma clients, we have financial services, we have insurance. Those types of clients, while Agile works good, works well for us from a, from a creative development process, once we get to production, there may need to be a little bit of modification based upon whatever the client needs are. But that said, we also have entrepreneurs who are fully in from the, the get-go and senior level executives show up at shoots, legal and risk show up at shoots and, and we're able to collaborate and, and really get a, a lot of really great work out the door quickly. Well, one of the last questions we tend to ask all of our guests on the podcast are around um, advice. The, the use of agile in marketing mm. is still relatively new. I know Andy, you and I have talked about this probably like six or seven years ago when people weren't even really thinking about it. Now the conversation is opening up, but market, I don't think the dominant design has fully emerged, but people are definitely trying to figure it out. What advice would you give to someone in an agency environment who's thinking about trying to bring Agile into their organization? I think probably the best way to put it is just do it, right? Like what's the harm in trying something new and testing the limits of what's possible? Our job as an agency to help our clients innovate, right? And, and, and really it's our job to be sort of leading bleeding edge. And, you know, that stands for workflow and process. That stands for, uh, you know, how we work together. I think, you know, to go back to sort of full circle, I think it just takes commitment and being flexible. And the principles of agile, communication, continual improvement, adaptability, that's what makes it a success. And it's not, a ju it's not just about changing your workflow or development process. It's about changing the way we work and the way we interact. And, you know, I think it'll have a measurable impact on your culture. No harm in trying. Just pull the trigger and go. 
Great, Andy. Thanks so much for your comments today. I really enjoyed especially what you had to say around the work that you're doing with highly regulated industries. I think, you know, your comment, just do it. If you can find ways to do it in the context of these highly regulated companies, um, I think a lot of our listeners will be able to start doing it in in their context. So um, thanks again for for coming on the show. Yeah, Roland and Frank, Uh, really appreciate it. And for our listeners, thanks for listening to the Marketing Agility Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to review us on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference for us. And if you're an agile marketer who has a story to tell or know somebody who we should have on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to Frank on Twitter at Tangy Slice or me at rsmartly. And until next time, stay agile.